0: Welcome to a Sporting Discussion, your podcast that discusses sports of all sorts. I am Andrew Donison, and I'm joined by a man who hasn't been undermined by the current administration, AJ Mithin. How are
1: you going? Hello, what AJ. A, what a week.
0: Have you got the full support of the board? Always got the full support of the board. We talk, obviously, about the Penrith Panthers and the coaching mid-season or in-season merry-go-round that they have ...forced upon themselves. We'll, we'll get onto that in a little bit, but what else have we got coming up on this week's episode, AJ? We're going to talk Andrew Gaff, mm. whacking
1: poor... Was it Andrew Brayshaw? It was. ...in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about a subsequent discussion about a red card for the AFL, or yep. a send-off
0: rule, let's Send-off rule, yeah, yeah. Send-off rule. Let's talk Penrith Panthers, and their coach, Anthony Griffin, who... Was appointed for the twenty sixteen season. Has been there for two and a half slash three years, two and three quarter. This is his third years. year. This is his third year. He he was bought in, and he said this in a fairly explosive interview on NRL three hundred and sixty tonight. <laughs> yes. He was bought in to rebuild the club. I am just going to go through the the his previous words, few yes. yeah his words. Yeah. I'll go through the uh, the prior uh, ten years. Uh, of Penrith Matthew Elliott was coach from 2007 to 2011 he won 8 wins 16th spot I finished on the ladder 10 wins finished 12th 11 and a half wins finished 11th 15 wins win, finished 2nd and then 9 wins and finished 12th sacked gone Left, however you want to call it. Ivan Cleary comes in. Yeah. Eight wins, 15th spot. Eleven wins, 10th spot. Fifteen wins, fourth spot. Nine wins, 11th spot. Gone. Anthony Griffin comes in. Fourteen wins to finish in sixth. Thirteen wins to finish in seventh. And this year so far, out of 20 matches, 13 wins sitting in fifth spot. And AJ, what has happened in the last... Oh... 24 48 hours. Well, Griffin's gone and the reason given is that he
1: is old school in his methods that being he wants to do everything as the head coach wouldn't delegate uh wouldn't let people take on other roles he wouldn't wouldn't let people help him. Got him that's, into the finals the last 2 years going into been, the finals that's this, this year from
0: Gus. They're sitting 5th on the ladder.
1: Sitting 5th on the ladder likely to finish 4th.
0: It's fourth is a double chance.
1: Well, likely finished even third. So, a double chance and a crack at it. Yep. So, well, why? Former is, One of Griffin's former players at the Broncos, Ben Hannon, um, is, has come out and said that he doesn't think Griffin is a coach you can win a premiership with under. Oh, okay. Yes. Why? Well, for that reason, yeah. Um, what is old school? Very me? old school. Let me let me quote from Ben Hannon here. This is much yeah, yep. more than us rambling about it. He's very old school, the game now. You can't go out and tell them that we're just going to bash him in the car park for 90 minutes, 100 minutes. You've got to have a smart game plan. I don't believe he can win a premiership. I was at Brisbane for four years under him, and there was a lot of things. You can't hope teams make mistakes. You have to make them make poor decisions. And then uh, Hannan... Played under Super Coach Uncle Wayne Bennett as well as Griffin because Griffin was sacked from the Broncos yep. because Bennett was coming back from after his Newcastle sojourn. Yep, uh, Bennett offloads things he struggles with to other people. That's where Anthony Griffin takes it all upon himself. So, unable to delegate, tries to take it all on, and off he goes. And there's been parallels for that across different codes. Uh, Mark Thompson in Geelong. Yep, there's been a lot of plenty of plenty Dunn of Hub, reviews okay, across Richmond. the across the journey where uh, coaches have been told to relinquish a little bit of
0: control. So in in his coaching career at Penrith, almost three years, he has a winning percentage of fifty five point eight percent. Yeah, in, his career career the, winning in, percentage is fifty six. Yeah, in the entire history of the Penrith Panthers organisation. There are only two coaches with a better winning percentage. One, the best, is Ron Wiley. Two seasons, 1988-89, 66%. Yeah. The other, from 1990 to 1994, Phil Gould with 56%. So he has a 0.2% better uh, (laughs) coaching record or win-loss record. But it seems strange, AJ, that this guy was in charge of the Brisbane Broncos for 100 games or 101 games over a four-year period. And then Penrith, after a year out of not been a senior coach, they brought him in. Surely they would have done their due, due diligence and realised that that's the sort of guy that he was. He wasn't the the delegator. He was his own man. Well, apparently
1: uh, Phil Gould's been out and about saying he did all his due diligence, and everyone he spoke to in Brisbane said that uh, Griffin would be good to rebuild a list and all of that sort of stuff. And he has been. Absolutely. I he guess has. it's just. Uh, uh, I guess. The Penrith have come to the position where they think they're ready to take the next step and boost themselves boost themselves over the top, and they're not convinced that Griffin is the man for the job. Well,
0: there was a yeah, as as I said before, there was a uh, an interview on um, what is it called NRL three hundred and sixty where. Griffin went on, and it was a wide range. I've I've only read bits and pieces of it. Uh, it's, I've not had a chance to to watch the whole thing. But one of the quotes that I just saw was where he said, "Don't know." So he said that he was brought in to build the club. Yep. Now that's his word, so we don't no, know that's, if that's, that's
1: true. That's pretty much acknowledged by everybody.
0: I uh, don't know what happened between 2012 and 2017, but it wasn't productive. Now. <laughs> So he was coach uh, in 2016 and 2017 as well. So he's given himself – it's a bit of his time that he's talking about there as well. Mm. So it's a really fascinating thing. And throw another layer into it, Ivan Cleary, the coach – of help me out, West Tigers. Thank you. He has one more year to run, or two more years to run, on his current contract. His son, Nathan Cleary, plays for Penrith, is a superstar player. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a train of thought that says Gus Gould wants to, or Phil Gould wants to get Ivan Cleary to the Panthers now, possibly to retain Nathan Cleary well, as well
1: bit more reality to that situation than you'd think, because yeah. the stories are, and these are just stories, they're probably true, but who knows, uh, that, um, well, there's no doubt that Cleary has met with um, high-ranking officials in the Panthers' setup. up mm-hmm. Coach Cleary or player Cleary? Coach Cleary. Thank you, yep. Uh, and they have started the process of getting him out of West back to Penrith, which is interesting, because... Like you said, Phil Gould sacked Ivan Cleary from Penrith just three years ago. Yeah, uh, yep. I, I wrote about this today in my piece on theraw.com.au dot com. dot about mm. the act of sacking sacking the coach Griffin just before just before the finals and unsettling the coach you want from another place. I love it. And it's, but it's, so, surely... it's so dirty. But it's it's taking advantage taking taking this uh, what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for. Taking control of your own destiny you, to well, a degree.
0: Think, so you look at it now and you go, okay, if this could go one of many, many ways. What could happen? The team goes, balls up, and they lose all of their structure. They lose the rest of the games of the season. The team, Apparently that's what they want. Well, they want to lose all the structure. I okay. don't want to lose... Apparently losing all the structure will help them win all the rest of the games for the sure, season. Sure, of course it will. Because <laughs> um, they're currently in fifth spot and looking to finish in the top four, and yeah. so their structure must be terrible. But <laughs> what could also happen is... It goes like the coach goes away and the players get this renewed sense of freedom because as you said, like he was the master and they might then just go, Oh, we can play with a little bit more flair. We don't just have one person controlling us because they've got their unaccountable football you're suggesting. Well no yeah, play with a little bit a little bit more flair, a little bit more um excitement run and carry. But they do
1: that already, that's the thing. Well they do that already, and Griffin was trying to establish a bit more of a defensive baseline. Okay. Uh, but, you know, these days you've got to talk to your players differently. You've got to handle situations differently. And uh, I guess if a coach is as old school as Griffin is alleged to be, mm. that's not going to cut it.
0: What's the story, though, with trying to steal a coach from a, a, co- a contracted coach for another couple of years? Why not? If that's the coach you want, go get him. Oh, no, no. Oh, but from a West Tigers perspective, what can they do? Can they, well, they, they refuse? To... Do they have a, oh, yeah. an Cleary, out clause? Well, Ivan mean, Cleary
1: is still under contract for two and a half years. Yeah. Um, so Can it's, they demand it's money from the Panthers? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's easy for Wests to say, no, in your boot, if you ask for a release, we're not going to give you one. Yeah. Feel free to buy out your own contract. Um. Or I think uh, strong strong talk is that they're, going, they're putting together a compensation package, uh, having resigned themselves to the fact that Cleary's going to go. So they'll say, you want him, here's what you're going to pay us.
0: And I guess it depends on what his contract actually says because part of me thinks he could just say, I quit, tear up my contract, and then go somewhere else and, and start anew, like, much like you with your talk of player movement, the gardening being league, able yeah. to to just go wherever you want. But yeah so it all does come down to what's in the, the contract. So Cameron Charraldo will yep. be the assistant coach or the so the interim coach he- Yeah, and that's
1: that's not really a that, that that's not as handbrakey as people think because he's coached a lot of those players in the under 20s competition and yeah. I think and that was to a premiership I stand to be corrected on that. Back-to-back premiership in the under-20s in 2015 and 16. People like Cleary and um, uh, Campbell Gillard and all those fellas um, came through together. Uh, And that's, I mean, I love that this is Penrith's way to go to do things. I love that they had the, the courage to go, you know what? We've got to blow this up now because just floating along is not going to do us any good. Uh, it's, all in the, it's all in the Tigers' court now. They can, yeah. I mean, they can meekly surrender and just take cash for Cleary or they can put their feet down and go, you know what? Hey, Nathan Cleary, here's a massive deal to come and play for us. And uh, if you want someone else, hey, here's a massive deal for you to come and play for us as well. Regan Campbell-Gillard, for example. Yeah.
0: Why not? They've got the they've got the piece that everyone else wants. Claim, claim yourself, the, claim yourself as the the stable club that doesn't have someone who's going to just come in and, and cut off the coach with three or four weeks left in the season. Absolutely fascinating, the whole a long situation. way to go. A long way and, to go, and I just can't wait to see how it all plays out. And. Whatever happens with the Panthers, whether they win all the rest of their games, lose all the rest of their games or somewhere in between, there's going to be an amazing narrative being able to be written on the impact of the, the Phil Gould decision on Griffin. AJ, let's move from one football code to another, and it is AFL this time. And there's only been one story which has taken up the front seven pages of all the Melbourne papers, the back 12 pages of all the Melbourne papers for the past four days. And And the entirety of all the Western Australian newspapers. (laughs) Yes, yes. And a lot of airwave time as well. So let's give it some more. Uh, Why not? Andrew Gaff being reported for striking Fremantle's Andrew Brayshaw. He got reported. He got sent straight to the tribunal. The reason he got sent straight to the tribunal is because he broke his jaw and displaced four of his Teeth. Now that's a pretty severe impact. Sure, not oh yeah, he, yeah, he <laughs> didn't punch himself. <laughs> yes. So he, the intentional, high, and severe impact, mm-hmm. straight to the tribunal, and from the moment it happened to the moment the tribunal sat, there was a lot that went on in the media. Oh, there was so much crap, wasn't there?
1: So much crap. I mean. There was talk of uh, taking Gaff to court, uh, putting him in jail, suspending him for a year. Anyone who had an opinion was asked. Anyone who had an opinion was offered it. Uh, even a lot of people who didn't have an opinion were asked. It was uh, one of those prime examples of the AFL media feeding off itself in one giant, giant shark-like feeding frenzy—a big, just a big ball of bait and crap.
0: And and I I did I mentioned. It on on social media in the last couple of days, because when it happened, people were going, "Oh, geez, that's bad." Six to eight weeks, yeah, you know. And then some people were going, "Oh, maybe temps." Some people are going, "Oh no, nah. like Brayshaw ducked his head, so he didn't mean to hit him. So maybe it's only three, or or maybe only four weeks." I love that. Let's talk about that for a sec. All right. The... the um The fact that Brayshaw contributed to his
1: getting his own jaw broken and his Mm. own teeth caved in. Yeah. Uh, This is an argument that commonly happens. With high contact across Australian sport, in in rugby, in the rugby codes, oh, it's a bounce up off the ball or a bounce up off the shoulder. He didn't mean to hit him, hit the other guy high.
0: Oh, yeah, when they come in with a swinging arm, a colossal swinging arm knocks someone out,
1: stone cold. In the AFL, it's oh, they were ducking or they were leaning back or the other guy wasn't looking and he was just swinging his arms. He didn't didn't mean to break his eye socket or he didn't yeah. mean to you know bust that guy's nose. He was just trying to get him away,
0: and. <laughs> Two things with that. One, it doesn't really matter what you mean to do or don't mean to do. It's the incident which should be looked at, and, and I'll get onto that a little bit more in a sec. But also, you look at the footage, and there was there was some pushing away of, um, like I think Brayshaw was pushing Gaff away, and then Gaff just cocked his wrist, his left eye wrist, and then went. Yep. so it wasn't a just a I'm going to push you in the chest. There was the genuine cock, and then yeah. go. It was an in- but,
1: He threw it with intent.
0: Yeah, and obviously it hit with a lot of force, mm. due, we, and we know that There's from no the impact. It, yeah. But what then happened? And. and it goes all these things go through the cycle like oh it'll be this many weeks and then the next day Jared Waitley came out and said oh it should be 12 weeks and then other people are going oh get over it it should only be 2 weeks and and then it, it was, became a big a big measuring comp didn 't it? It became people
1: fighting yeah. each other to have the most the most controversial take on it because there'd been so much of a feeding frenzy. all the rational details were Just, taken and and were out of the con were out of the discussion yeah. quite early
0: and oh, i I said at the time i 've gone, oh, he belted him in, intentionally in the head he'll get seven weeks that's weeks yeah and that 's all but what then happened at the both prior to the tribunal hearing and at the tribunal hearing was the PR machine going into work saying, oh, it's just out of character. Andrew Gaff wouldn't do this. Well, yeah, well, I, I wager he would. I wager he, he did. Because he did. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> I also, love I'll ask...
1: Oh, he, you know, and, and we'll get to the tribunal hearing in a moment, but with rolling out character witnesses from across the years, talking about what a great fella he was and how he'd never do this and he would never do this in his life in the hearing for the time when he did do that when he did break the guy's jaw and came yeah. in his teeth
0: yeah so i i don't have any problem with separating the incident from the individual because it, that's what it it it's a specific incident so you look at it on its merits now some people talk about oh a good your good behavior should get you a reduction i th- i disagree with that i think that poor past behavior should get an increase so if you've been reported before you get an X percent load in based on the previous. Yeah, well, they did yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And but I don't think there should ever be you know, you a know what else discount for being for not having snotted someone.
1: Well, there was a discount for there used to be a discount for pleading guilty. And uh, the early you remember plea, yeah. when Barry Hall clocked Brent Staker mm-hmm. uh, back in the day? I can't remember the year. Two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. Um, he actually was suspended for ten weeks. But three weeks was taken off that because he pled guilty to the Ah, charge. Oh, okay. So he got a 30% discount because he pled guilty. So that's how he ended up with seven. Right. And there was a similar one for, oh, I can't remember who it was, Um, also got suspended for 10 and got it taken down to seven. It might have been Dean Solomon. Okay. Uh, He whacked Cameron Ling, but I could be wrong about that. But... But they took that option out. Yeah. You, know, you Which no longer I, get rewarded for pleading guilty to decking someone.
0: No, and, and also, <laughs> and I, I support the removal of because they used to have a good behaviour. It's so, like, no, you shouldn't be rewarded for not punching someone in the face. That should yeah. just be the considered when, normal. When you do
1: punch someone in your face, you probably
0: shouldn't get rewarded for not punching someone in the face before. Before then, yeah. <laughs> so the first incident, you get know and then get your loadings afterwards. But all of this. All that what we're saying here is it doesn't matter what your character witnesses it doesn't matter what your year twelve principal says it doesn't matter what your piano teacher in grade three says it doesn't matter what your what your current teammates say. Why does a I got a question why does a sporting
1: tribunal
0: accept character witnesses anyway? I've got no idea so I think I think and I'll probably be wrong, but I think. What they try to do is show, is plead for leniency because he wouldn't have done this. He's not the sort of guy that would do this. This is so out of character. And so they'll go, Oh, look, we'd normally give you, give you seven weeks. We'll normally give you eight weeks. Sorry. We'll drop it down to six because. It's so out of character. But it's not out of
1: character if they do
0: it. Exactly. So I think, yeah. I think we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same
1: wavelength here. It's just a question of have had bumping around for a while because there's been a few times where someone's done something completely horrible on the football field, the AFL football field, and mm. been dragged into the tribunal and all of a sudden, I mean, with Fasha um, uh, Ar- 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 Hooli, yeah. Waleed Ali's there talking about how great he was, M- Malcolm, Malcolm Turnbull, Turnbull. <laughs> talking about how great he was. You smashed someone in the face. Yeah, it doesn't his, matter. Broke he, his jaw, broke yeah. the bone in the guy's face. Yeah. So
0: I don't care look, how nice you are. If you did it, you did it. Yeah, look at the incident, not the player. Like, we're not We're not saying, and this is actually something that Andrew Brayshaw's father, Mark Brayshaw, has come out uh, and said. It's like, we don't want a witch hunt on on Andrew Gaff. He, he he made a decision to do something. He he regrets it. We don't it's it's not in his nature to continue to do that. Punish, we don't think he's gonna do incident. it again. Yeah. So let's let's look at the incident, punish the incident, but don't don't then punish the human. You know the, the in local Aussie rules. Yes. Uh, this is in Victoria, I'm not
1: sure if it's a if it's an Australian wide rule. If you are suspended three times For a total of 16 16 games, you are deregistered. Correct. And you can't play Aussie Rules football again in that state. At any level. At any level, unless you are able to get your suspension overturned or Mm -hmm. unless you can argue your way back in that you've changed your ways, whatever. Then you would need character references. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's the only, that's the most significant example I can think of of a
0: cumulative. Punishment. So, do you want to know an interesting one about that? Yeah. Stephen Baker. Yes. In his AFL career, I'm pretty sure he got 15 weeks of cumulative suspensions. Yeah. He went and played local league football, got suspended for one week, and, and therefore was, was going to be deregistered. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just a little quirk there. But, AJ, there's been a lot of talk that Fremantle were one player down, one rotation down for a blatant intentional act mm. and that West Coast should have suffered the same fate by having Andrew Gaff removed from the game, a red card or a send-off. Yeah. What do you think of that? I waiver.
1: I'm up and down about this. Yeah. Well, I think it's stupid that the AFL doesn't have a send-off rule at some point, but mm. then I'm thinking, well, do you send someone off for the rest of a half, for the rest of a quarter, because an AFL game goes for three weeks. So if, if it's proven, I mean...
0: I was cynical.
1: It was a... It yeah. was a hey, the TV ratings don't lie, Andrew. Um. This, Brayshaw, <laughs> this Brayshaw situation was different because he was never coming back on. No. But there's been situations where someone's decked someone and they've gone off, had a concussion test, been okay, come back on. yeah. So what are, what are we talking about here? We're just talking about punishing the act rather than the outcome. Yes. So if Gaff snotted a guy, whether he broke his jaw or not, shouldn't he get sent anyway? Well, yeah. I... It's, it shouldn't. The For me, I'm all for sending people off, but the reason for sending someone off, should be because they did a dirty act, not because the other team is one it's, short.
0: And that's what it is in every other sport, yeah, really, that has... The so the b- basketball has the ejection. Your baseball, you can get ejected. Soccer, you get a yellow card and a red card. Well, I think what's been quite instructive is the public response to this suggestion. And <laughs> they've said... I don't want a red card system because I don't trust the AFL to implement it properly. That that is a huge vote of no confidence. That's fair. But isn't it concerning that that's where people go? Oh, yeah. But there is also,
1: I mean, there's morons out there saying, uh, don't let the umpire decide if it's a red card because they hate everybody. You know, they hate my team and they'll, they'll be there red-carding everyone just because they can. But also... The, the, that's what happens but, in professional sport.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, red cards willy-nilly. Red cards just send everyone off. Of but the umpires didn't see this incident. That's the other thing.
1: Yeah, but I'm not too worried about that because so, there's a video there to pick stuff like that up.
0: Uh, but I think that... So I don't think it should be the on-field umpires that, that worry about I think there should be a video referee kind of system. Now, we're we're talking minimal... Well... I, I'm talking minimal times that this is going to happen. You're going to have, so Barry Hall punching Brent Staker. Yes, you've, you've punched a bloke in the face deliberately, see ya. Andrew Gaff on Andrew Brayshaw. Now, then you go, what level of, um, of incident are you sending someone off? In, in football, in soccer, it's just accepted that if the referee says you're off, then so you're yeah. off. Same in rugby union. Yeah, it's done. If the footage shows later that maybe you shouldn't have been, you can get your red card rescinded yeah. later, but you're still, you're still off. So there's got to be a level of what is a send-offable offence and what's not. Jeremy Cameron, uh, he knocked out Harris Andrews. Harris Andrews ended up having bleeding on the brain. That's it was right. that bad. Yeah. But if you looked at it, you could actually you could make an argument that oh maybe that was an awkward, clumsy attempt to go for a mark, and even though he got suspended for five weeks, but I think you need to take that out of it.
1: In the recent All Blacks uh, tests against Ireland, yep, um, this is a few weeks ago now. Um, Irish players got sent oh, sorry French players France I'm talking about okay uh, French players got sent off in consecutive tests for decisions that were very early in the test. Mm. for decisions, especially in the second test, I think it was, that were incredibly line ball about uh, whether it should have been even a penalty. Okay. And the ref went in there and red-carded the... I can't remember the name because it was so long ago. And That's said, all right. See you later. And that was... It. Basically, the game was over at that point. Um, we've had... Because you're never going to beat the All Blacks... No, no. ...with your full team, let alone one out. Um, remember in the A-League, we've had A-League Grand Finals... I think there's only been how many A leagues have there been about eleven. There's only been I think maybe five or six or seven A League Grand Finals that haven't had a red card.
0: Okay, so um, you're looking at th- between somewhere between thirty and fifty percent of A League Grand Finals have, have had, had, a had red someone card. sent
1: off. Yep, and that's a it's a massive massive punishment, but it's not done lightly. And it's no. Not, and the thing is. With the AFL, because there's so much going on and umpires are looking at so many different things, and yeah. most of the time umpires are looking down the field tracking the ball. Yes. If something like that happens from GAF, then yeah, you have your video review booth that just comes out and says, hey, something's happened here, yeah. give us a minute, we're just going to have a look, and the umpire can go to that player and say, we're just looking at something here, Yeah. and then video ref says, all right, he's done that, he's gone, and if they don't want on field umpires making that call, then on field umpire sees something and can just tip the box off. Yeah, say, hey, can say, you have a Look, look at that. Yeah. Yep. And if it's a send off of all offence, the advice comes down. Yep, they've got to go.
0: That's what yeah. happens in union. Yeah. So I, well, I, I think I was against a red card, but I think I'm more coming around or, or a send off. I'm more coming around to it now. The parameters of how it would work will be very interesting just because of the. The, the nature of, of the game, the, uh, you look at someone getting uh, a bump. Now, did that shoulder hit someone in the head or did it not? Mm-hmm. Was it deliberate? Was it not? They're the ones that I think people are worried about, that someone is going to get sent off for something that when the tribunal looks at it goes, oh, no, that's fine, play on. Yeah, but that happens. You,
1: that, so what? I mean if, It does. If that's, if that's driving the decision-making, then you're doing it wrong.
0: AJ, it is FFA Cup time, which is where we all like to see local clubs do good against the professionals.
1: How good was it in the last, last round of the FFA Cup? It was fantastic. What's their name? The, the um, Bentley, Bentley Greens. Green, Bentley knocked Green. off New Zealand, uh, Wellington Phoenix. Jeez, I nearly said New Zealand Knights then.
0: <laughs> that's how old I am. And we'll get onto that in just a sec. But when we talk about local sporting heroes, we think of the Club Raw Awards. They are now open for round four. You can submit your videos for the chance to win a share of $10,000 cash. That's right. The Raw
1: Australia's largest sports opinion website. You can actually read my article in there today, Andrew, under the rugby league section. Absolutely. Uh, They're giving away $10,000 to local sports players, clubs, stars, administrators, whoever sends the video in, basically. (laughs) All (laughs) you need to do is send in a video of you or someone else playing grassroots sports to Club Raw. And now, not just playing, you've got to, you know, something pretty cool. It's got, yeah, it's got to be something good, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: like uh, a local team beating a professional, professional outfit. Yeah. So the, the Raw will promote the video on Club Raw and they'll put you in the running for the Club Raw Awards. That's
1: right. 10 grand on the line. Find out more by searching Club Raw or go to www.clubraw.com.
0: Now, we started this by talking about local clubs done good. Do you want to talk to me about, just give a bit of a, a pre of what the FFA Cup is, because I love the concept. Well, it's the equivalent of
1: the FA Cup, which we all grew up with watching at 3am uh, coming in from the UK. I didn't. Basically, every club in Australia is in it. Yep and all the way up to the very tip of the A-League, the Melbourne Victory, who are the current premiers, holders of the toilet seat, Mm -hmm. all the way down to Division 4 of the Northern Territory, uh, whoever they are. (laughs) Um, I think I can't remember the name of the team, but they were playing yesterday. um, And they all play off in a knockout tournament, which goes all the way through until there are two teams left and they play off in the finals, invariably... There, it's been two A League teams so far, and obviously you can understand why that would be the case. Yeah, so. There's been, th- been a few local teams make it to the um, semi finals. I think Canberra United actually made it to a quarter final once. I think it might have been Bentley, but I could be wrong. I haven't got my sheet in front of me, but there's right. been a few teams, a few local teams who are well. Uh, uh, local teams are no. You know, well resourced. We're making them sound like. You know, uh, Mar and Par outfit, but they're not there's a lot of really well resourced and well run mm. community uh, football soccer clubs out there
0: uh, absolutely and and so what happens? It gets to the round of thirty two the round of thirty two was really where the FFA cup f f a cup as as a of the finals kick in, it's on Foxtel, it's shown, the games are shown live. The, broad, the broadcast on Foxtel is really, really good fun. Yeah. Uh,
1: because the, all the games are going at the same time, in the middle of the week, um, they they don't have a multi-screen chooser, which is, just, you know, yep. to, the, to, to their eternal shame, but we'll get to that another, that's another thing for another time. Um, but there's a goal alert, whenever there's a... Uh, a goal scored in any of the games, a uh, little alert goes off on the screen, and then they cut to that game and show a replay of the goal. It's really cool. Really, it's, it's brilliant. It's a really cool way to spend the night watching some sport.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and we saw the um, the what are they the the A League teams? They come into it at various points depending on what their their ranking is. Yeah, and the draw is done separately as well, so that there's not A League teams playing.
1: The community teams um, all the way through. No, so they, just they just only come in. Like
0: a, they only come in at the round of thirty-two yeah, when the, stage.
1: When the lower during the lower times of the, and the FFA Cup goes for months too. Clubs are playing in it a lot uh, mm. throughout the year, um, and the A League teams come in. Yeah, like you said, at the pointy end when everything's, when everything's, you know, when the better teams are rising to the top.
0: Yeah, and so we, we saw, I'll uh, just to give you a couple of names of the, the, so Avondale beat Marconi Stallions, Leichhardt Tigers beat Port Melbourne, the Queensland Lions beat Olympic mm-hmm. FC, Heidelberg United beat Charlestown City Blues. Some of these teams you
1: would remember, the real recognise the names from the old National Soccer League too. Yes, absolutely.
0: Mm. Yeah, and then the big one: Bentley Greens defeated the Wellington Phoenix one 0 Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> and with ten men,
1: Bentley Greens that... had a man had a man sent off, and Wellington still couldn't. I watched that. I watched the game. I was watching the whole thing last night while I was trying to type my my article. Your article. It was really catchy. But there was another game on Hellenic Athletic playing in Western Sydney Wanderers. Mm-hmm. Now Hellenic Athletic are a. Um, well, they're a team from the Northern Territory. And having a coach, Marcus Babel, <laughs> who was coaching them for the very first time. Yep. And they came from 2-1 down to tie it at 2-all. Then they came back from 3-2 down to tie it at 3-all. <laughs> and then they... Uh, I, I think it was... A, I can't remember who scored it, but it was a really late goal that got the
0: Wanderers over the line. A 90-second-minute uh, goal by Bonavaccia. Bonavaccia, yeah. It's and a good that's, name.
1: that's what the FFA Cup's all about. I mean, if, they, if they'd if got a draw, then Hellenic would have been able to host a replay. Oh, sorry, they would have gone to extra time. But um, I mean, if they'd managed to get through, yeah. when they do the draw, the local team... If a local team hosts an A-League team, it's a... Massive opportunity for the club to make a truckload of cash from a big crowd, national TV exposure. So they sell sponsorship, they sell signage, they sell shirts, sponsors, all of that stuff. A lot of the teams wear special FFA Cup jerseys if they're going to be on TV. It's a really good, you know, it's one of the things that's... Working really well for the FFA at the moment,
0: and in, so in the the next round, there's A League teams playing A League teams. There's non A League playing non A League. Some of the crossovers are the Leichhardt Tigers playing the Melbourne Victory, the Queensland Lions playing Adelaide United, Cairns FC playing Sydney FC, and Bonnie Rig White Eagles playing the Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah, that'll be that'll be lively. But, but Bentley Greens they they always do well in this comp. They're probably the best. Well, there's a few and teams. most consistent. Yeah. Non A League team in in Australia. Well,
1: Bonnie Rig White Eagles are pretty good as well. Yep, Manly's pretty good in um, New South Wales. Uh, there's a few other teams. I, I, I don't know what they're called, but there's a Queensland team that always comes through. Brisbane Strikers sometimes popped up a bit. Yep, teams like South Melbourne and that they used to be in the NSL. Yes. Try to try to line up the FFA Cup as a bit of a statement that they're going to come across and you know show that hey we're good enough and can match it with anyone. It hasn't quite come together for the. For South Melbourne just yet, but I mean, who knows? Who knows what's coming in the future? But it's really good fun, the FFA Cup.
0: Yeah, I I think it's a a brilliant tournament, and I would love to to see it somehow forming part of a a broader promotion relegation um, thing with the the A League. Basically, I just want to see the Bentley Greens. Play in the A League. Just a local footy club representing uh, just a southeastern suburb being in the, the highest uh, well, if, competition. If, if FIFA have their way, that's what will happen. AJ, that will do us for another episode of a sporting discussion. Where can people read you if they feel as though they haven't got enough AJ Mithun in their lives just Ooh. by listening to this? Oh, not even I've got enough AJ Mithun in my life, Andrew. Now, go to
1: www.theraw.com.au. Uh, I'm in the rugby league section. Uh, Do a Wednesday column. Check it out if you like the latest ones about Phil Gould and the Anthony Griffin situation. Uh, We've got a few other things on the go as well, Andrew, as you know about, but we're not going to spoil them right yet. There's a few things coming for our very good friends at the Australian Baseball
0: Alumni as well. Now, you're you're making your regular Monday morning appearance, yes? 7.15 Monday morning on Triple R with the Breakfasters talking all the sports. How do you listen to that? You can listen to it on the wireless. You can download the brand new Triple R app. You can go to the website. You can use TuneIn Radio. It's one hundred and two point seven in Melbourne. Triple R FM. Do yourself a favour. <laughs> and- Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on the Twitter. At ASD
1: underscore radio. We're on Facebook.com slash a sporting discussion. We have our own little website set up which we're pretty happy with, a sporting discussion.com.au. If you want to write something for us or if you want to suggest a thing for a show, get in touch. We're get in touch with us through the website or through our Twitter account or wherever.
0: We are approachable gents. Yeah. We're...
1: and one other thing, we spoke about it quickly last week. Mm. Send us a voice bite. Send us an audio grab. Yes. We're the... gonna be posting record buttons quite a bit. Throughout the weeks uh, on our social media channels, if you click that record button uh, and then you need to do a quick sign in either on Facebook, Twitter, or through the VoiceBike account, um, you can leave us a 15 second grab on what you think of the big sports issues of the day. You can ask us a question. You can abuse our content. You can do whatever you like.
0: Yeah, so rather than us reading out a tweet or a Facebook post from you, you can say it in your own words. So. Keep an eye out for those red record buttons that we'll be pushing around on social media.
1: And if you like, download the VoiceBite app from your app store because that's actually a pretty good way to make sure that you are able to leave us whenever you feel like it, not where we put the button out. Download the app.
0: And AJ, before we go, we will have another uh, episode released this week where we speak with very good friend of the show, Aaron Dallahunty, in the lead-up to the Suncorp Super Netball Finals. That's right. We promised guests. We promised a lot more
1: shows. We've... Going to be a lot more agile these days, Andrew, as you as you know I'm looking at you now and you go, Yes, we're recording quite a bit lately. Well,
0: flexible and agile.
1: Flexible and agile. Our very good friend Aaron Delahunty spoke to us about the forthcoming Super Netball finals, who's going to win, who's not going to mm-hmm. win, what the bonus point situation was. It's really interesting listening. Make sure you keep an eye out on your pods podcast service for that one.
0: Including on Spotify as well, which is a nice, easy and clean way for you to be able to listen to a sporting discussion it's still available on your iTunes on or wherever you might get your podcast you if you try to get,
1: if you're to get a podcast and you can't find us let us know um, but Spotify we're only recently on that now and
0: it works really well that'll do AJ let's get out of here
1: bye everybody